And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from the near frontier. Thank you for tuning into another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool here on Blaze Podcast Network. My name is Cam Edwards, and I am joined by the not quite as tan as I think we all hoped we would be, but but relaxed and, and rested and refreshed. Hey, see. You know, it wasn't the vacation that I was hoping for, but you know, it was like a vacation and then a bunch of little mini vacations. Yes. So, so we were uh, on vacation last week, yes. and we... Uh, I actually brought the podcast equipment with us. We were going to do a podcast from the Outer Banks while we were down there. And then we checked in at, we were able to get in. So we had four o'clock check in, but the code actually worked at like 357. <laughs> only to find out that the next day that we were going to have to mandatorily evacuate by 12 o'clock on Tuesday. Yeah. So our very nice week long vacation turned into a grand total of 43 hours <laughs> at the beach. And between the the oldest child traveling from Tulsa, the second t- child traveling from Colorado, and the the rest of us, the five of us traveling from South Central where we live in Virginia, I'm pretty sure that the overall combined travel time of the seven people far outweighed the 43 <laughs> hours at the beach. It was probably pretty close to, to even there, I think. Mm. But the good news is that you made the most of your time there. I did. I actually, so we checked in, like I said, 4 something we unpacked the truck, I went to the grocery store, I came back, and I went to the beach. And then I did the hot tub in the pool. And then the next morning, Monday morning, beach hot tub pool. Monday afternoon, beach hot tub pool. <laughs> and shower after all these, because, you know, I got right. cancer and stuff. And then we had to be out by noon. I was up at 639 Four yeah. minutes after sunrise on Tuesday morning, and I made sausage gravy, cheater biscuits, which is bisquick biscuits. I forgot to se- <laughs> I forgot to bring my uh, baking soda and my uh, baking powder. So we cheater biscuits, uh, thick cut bacon, and French toast, eggs to order. And then I woke everybody up at seven thirty, like the breakfast fairy that I was, and I was yeah. like, I made breakfast, and then I went to the beach for an hour. It was awesome. It was beautiful. Even though there was a hurricane right off the mm-hmm. shore, the waves were lovely. The temperature was great. And I'm the person who goes down. I'm in, like, swimsuit, rash guard, towel, whatever. I'm just, I spent an hour. There was nobody there. It yeah. was wonderful. It was me and fishing boats. And I then I was just like, wow, I feel bad. It's so nice that I need to go home and preach this to the family and get them to come out and come to the ocean. So, yeah. Then I went back at the beach house and said go to the ocean and have fun it's nice before we had to pack and bug out of here and everybody did and so, they did right but we were home by five o'clock Tuesday yeah four fifteen for me yeah we uh we stopped uh and actually had lunch you ate in the car we we stopped for we stopped once hit up the subway and subway has sliders so it's so much easier to eat when you're driving <laughs> tiny little sliders they drive so yeah, yeah. And we're, there was no traffic. No, 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 not at all. No traffic whatsoever. So we got home uh, Tuesday afternoon, and uh, you know, Missy said, uh, "Okay, you're the cruise director for the rest of the week." She said, "You're in charge. Find something for us to do." Because I've been talking about, well, what about we go here? What about we go there? And I think she just wanted to shut me up. And the problem too is that we have 
so now we have, you know, we've got the four kids who are home. We, with the Colorado person came home with us. Right. The Oklahoma person only had to cut her vacation short by a day. Yeah. She actually flew out only 24 hours earlier than what she was supposed to anyway. Right. So, um, but the the Colorado guy came back with us. So it was like we were thinking about family trips and this trip and that, but we've got like big age ranges and a lot of people who get car sick. Exactly. So. I decided, well, if we're going to leave the kids for a night and let the older kids watch the younger ones, um, let's go someplace that the younger kids would never want to go. And that would be up Twisty Turning Mountain Roads and into Virginia's Blue Ridge. Which I is, don't know if I could ever do that again, but yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, you were a champ. Well, thank goodness uh, we did the Devil's uh, Backbone Brewery company, company for lunch first. So you had a little... Uh, I had my little... My flight fortitude of, in your my stomach. Little, my little fortitude of flight. Yeah, because... Oh, by the way, since... Yeah, I haven't been drinking forever and ever and ever. Amen. But that's fine. It wasn't a choice. It was because of chemo drugs. Well, I'm not on anything right now. So I was on vacation. So, right. Yeah, I had beer. Yeah. So anyway, so I found a cabin up in the uh, Blue Ridge of Virginia, which is only about... Uh, not less than two hours from our house. It wasn't even, yeah. And so... Um, but we didn't go to like Southwest Virginia. Well, there's some beautiful places uh, there, but that's just you know four or five hour drive. But this and, is like Nelson County, I think. Yeah, Nelson County. So it's it's a little bit. Uh, if you look at a map of Virginia, it's sort of southwest of Charlottesville. Um, and I found a place uh, online called the Cabins at Crabtree Falls. Yep. Uh, and Beth Ann and her husband run the place, and it's been in the family for a while. And it has, like started out as. Some guy bought property, and then his secretary brought, bought property next door and built her cabin there, and then somebody else bought. And so there are five cabins. And there's a bunch of, and they're different. Right. Yeah, so they're the all one, very different. I like the one we stayed in. We stayed in Annie's cabin. Yes, which is uh, circa 1792. Yeah. It is a log cabin. 96. Oh, sorry. Thank yeah. you. 1796. Okay. I just remembered it. Um, so, you know, George Washington was still president. It's, it's circa our family room. Because that's the oldest part of our house was 1781, mm-hmm. and that's a log cabin. Yeah. And this this log cabin was probably about the size of our family room, but it had a sleeping loft above for five people. I um, I don't know that I'd do five people up there. I mean, it's one big room. If you can if you can do it, two double beds cool. and a and a twin, and yeah. we slept in two double beds. <laughs> we, like we would have been fine, but we joked about how because the it's so old. We said we probably need to uh, distribute, distribute the, the weight, weight. <laughs> a little more we, evenly. I should have taken pictures of this, this, the the beam, quote unquote, support system on the f- first floor. It's kind of like, I don't think this is quite right, but it's okay. It's been there since 1796, well, so, right? The support system wasn't, but yeah, we split the weight on the left on the second level much more yeah. evenly than they probably would have recommended. So it was nice. It was uh, it was nice to get up there into the mountains. And we the hadn't creek spent much time was there. so cute. We did go out and walk around the it, rocks a little. I, yeah, it, I mean, it is a creek. It's the uh, I think it's called the Thai River. I think it's part uh, of the Thai River, and it's a Crabtree Falls. Yeah, which is the which is a tourist spot. There's like mm-hmm. a handicapped accessible, but there's a there's also a trail system. There's a a walking thing. It's part of the it's near or overlaps with the Appalachian Trail system. So it's yeah. that whole little area. Yeah, George Washington National Forest, um, and I think Crabtree Falls is the longest freestanding waterfall or a series of falls like in, east of the Mississippi. Yeah, something like right. that. So anyway. It's purdy. So yeah, so we stayed there and that was nice. We went to a Stanton, Virginia, which is spelled like it should be Staunton, but it's not. It's Stanton. And uh, we had dinner at a uh, okay 
German restaurant. I don't know that I would drive two hours to eat there again. But, no, uh, probably not. You know, I think my stomach is still like fighting back <laughs> about. I mean, it was tasty, but it wasn't. If we lived in Stanton, we might go there once every few months when we crave German food. Because it would be even farther to get German food. Maybe, yeah. But uh, they had an oompa band, a little mini oompa band. Basically an accordion and a guy playing guitar. and I think it was a piano or electric organ. I don't know, but yeah. Yeah. It wasn't much, but it was cute. And then here, all of a sudden, you'd, there'd be like a polka song, and then all of a sudden, that was... Johnny Cash. Ring, Ring of, of fire. fire, right? And then I Walk the Line, uh, which I thought was kind of amusing. So, uh, so that was one of our excursions. And then uh, when we had to take the Colorado kid back to the airport... Oh, but wait. We're yes. missing it. So on the way home, oh. we hit up oh, a couple yes, of orchards. Right. Oh, yes. Because I was just like... Ooh, it's apple, it's the end of peach, and it's sort of the beginning of apple season. So mm-hmm. we hit up two different orchards. We got uh, two bushels of Johnny Golds and Macintosh apples, and then half a bushel of Bosque pears at the first place. Dickey Brothers. Dickey Brothers, or just Dick- Dickies. Dickies. Actually, it's Dickies Orchards. Okay. And then the next one we well, went to we get leave, was leave Saunders Dickies. Brothers. Hang on, before we leave Dickies. You talk about the doggies? Oh, yeah. You liked the, the fruit, but I loved the dogs. They had they three have... labs. Yeah. They were so pretty. Black, chocolate, and cinnamon, mm-hmm. basically. No, uh, black, chocolate, and then there was a uh, yeah, sort of a golden lab. Okay. Yellow lab, I but guess. But anyway, there were like... The, it was like that was a, the oldest. It was the trifecta of labs. <laughs> they were just like totally chill, hanging out. They're your yeah, best two were like and... big puppies, but they really were very chill until I scratched one of them under the chin. And then it was like, take me home with you. And it did. It followed me to the car until another customer pulled in. And yeah. Like, hey, who are you, new person? I'm Forget you, guy. But they actually, the woman had said, be careful, they might jump in your car. Yeah. So, But they were totally cute. So we got some fruit there. And then that was crazy because we were... Following signs, we were following our GPS. Yeah, because we had no. We don't know where signal. we're going. We had that no was, cell was, signal. Right. We had no way to find direction, so we're just <laughs> trying to find our. And at one point, you're like, "I'm turning around." I'm like, "No, no, no! Look, I think that's a sign." <laughs> right. And literally, it was. It was a sign. We're just like, we're not sure where the way the arrows are going, but there's only we can only go left. So yeah. yeah, it was crazy out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, but very, very pretty. Pretty, beautiful, pretty. Um, and on the way home, we stopped at the Saunders Brothers Farm Market, right. and that's. That's where I got the, we found those delicious, like, the, I think they're called September Snow mm-hmm. peaches, the white peaches. Yeah. Very mild, very mm-hmm. pretty, white flesh, but yeah, white. Not tart, but just that really soft, sweet, peachy But taste. right around the pit, it's got this beautiful, like, a magenta, so it's against that with the white flesh. And then we got Victoria peaches, which are more the peachy colored Yeah, peach. they kind of burst in your mouth. More, more of an intense tart. peachy flavor. Mm-hmm. And then I also got, so I think I got some Asian pears there and some corn on the cob. But the other thing they have there was they had, um, they ha- I don't know whether it's them or they have some association with a local beef and with local beef and pork producers. Right. But they had like a freezer full of all kinds of meat. So n- next weekend they have uh, well, pork. Say the date. Uh, the 14th. At 11 o'clock, they have a pork, pork and beef tasting event. But when we were there, I got a wild hair up my butt because I've been trying to find this cut. They're called plank ribs. Mm-hmm. They're like Fred Flintstone would eat these. Yeah. They're like the big ginormo cowboy plank rib of a beef mm-hmm. cut. And I, had, I have a really cool smoking uh, cookbook. Steve Rockland, Rockland, something like that. Anyway, um, so yeah. Salt, pepper, a little bit of red so chili you found flakes. Them. I found the beef plank <laughs> ribs at 
um, Sanders Brothers Farm yeah. Market. And so brought him home, defrosted him, and smoked him for like eight hours with hickory and applewood and nothing. And oh my blood. And what did you put on them? Because I interrupted you when you said that. Salt, pepper, and a little bit of red pepper flake. Huh, that's it. Nothing. No brining, no nothing. Just a frost coat smoke. It was good. Um, it was really good. And it smoked, it was like two tw- between 225 and 250. Mm-hmm. It was a hotter smoke. So they were blackened. They looked yeah. crazy. But when you squeeze on them, you could see just like the juices and the fat were just like mm-hmm. squirting out all over the place. So you wanted to pick it apart. You wanted to eat it all the way down to the bone. But And you did. I totally ate mine all the way down to the bone. And then I served it with um, Mexican. I turned the corn on the cob that we bought oh, from there. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Mexican Mexican corn. grilled oh, corn. That was with, so good. But instead of the Cayeta Mexican crumbly cheese, I didn't have any. Mm-hmm. I had some of my goat's milk feta. Yeah, and a crumble, worked. and it worked just fine. Because you just worked. really wanted the salty dryness of the cheese against the mayonnaise and the the the, the was it chipotle and a pepper kind mm-hmm. of mayonnaise thing. So yeah, but yeah, so super super soaked. So yeah, so between the, all of the things, so just finishing up and bragging about me and my cooking <laughs> and going through my notes. I'm like, okay, did this, did this. Okay, I'm actually organized this time. Um, so I made. 18 quarts of apple slices, and it's just a sugar syrup with some cinnamon and, and nutmeg. Mm-hmm. 12 quarts of applesauce. Mm-hmm. Four pints of peach habanero hot sauce. Mm-hmm. Three pints of peach compote. And that I was thinking it's like a cooked down peach with hardly any sugar. That's going to be our overnight oatmeal. Okay. And in addition for yogurt. Oh, okay. Right? Uh, what else? Oh. I also got three 12-ounce jars of peach jam and four 12-ounce jars of pear jam. Wow. And they're really pretty. I found them. They're 12-ounce quilted glass jars, so they're tall like a pint jar, but they're skinnier, so Mm -hmm. they're they're just purdy. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'm super stoked. Like, we got all kinds of yummies. I had... uh, I made made biscuits yesterday morning for breakfast, our Mm -hmm. last morning on vacation, and chocolate gravy. Oh, my God. Anyway, so today, uh, as a snack, I tried one of my biscuits with some of the peach jam. Uh Uh-huh. It was yummy. It was really yummy. So, okay, so um, what does one need to do to make jam? Oh, it's super easy. Um, So, if you do not have one, get you a ball book, B-A-L-L, Ball Canning and Preserving. Right, okay. The Ball Jar Company. Easiest recipes on the planet. But basically, uh, an easy jelly recipe for the peach jelly was four cups of peeled and chopped peaches with two tablespoons of lemon juice and one 1.75 ounce package of powdered fruit pectin. And you just boil the shit out of that until all the pectin dissolves. And then you add five cups of sugar, and then you bring it back up to a boil, and you boil it and boil it until it's boiling so hard for a minute that you can't stir it down no matter what. So you are constantly stirring at this point. And then you're done. And you have jam. And so then the rest of it is making sure that you have hot jars, lids, and rings ready. Because Mm. with jam, because of the acid amount in the fruit and the high sugar, you don't have to worry about doing a pressure canning you only have to worry about a hot water bath can. So okay. you can do that with any bucket of water on your pot. Okay. So just make sure, but you have to have 
hot sterilized jars, hot jam in hot jars with hot new lids. Do not reuse lids. I know there's some hardcore canners that kind of reboiling and reuse and whatever, but mm. this is your family's food supply. Yeah. You don't want to kill them with botulism because right. you're a cheap bleepity bleepity right. and don't want to get new lids. So new lids, but everything has to be hot. Put it together and for peach jam and pear jam, it was only 10 minutes in boiling water. But you set the timer once the water starts to boil. So okay. you got to build in time. But okay. It's not a lot of effort to make a couple of pints of jam and the jam's going to last for a long time. I was going to say, you just made us, you know, our, year's our, worth of, our fruit supply for the winter. And I think I only gave away like one quart of those pie apples, but 18 quarts of yeah. sliced. I peeled and sliced a bushel and a half of apples by hand. Like, I don't have one of those cranky things. Oh, you didn't do the corkscrew? I didn't the, even uh, use my power, my power drill. I just oh. peeled them all by wow. hand. I know. Very zen. Yeah. Kind of like a moving meditation in cooking. Right. But, yeah. But I still have a lot of apples left. We're just gonna, and, and peaches. But I have this really yummy looking pear thing with like this brown sugar shortbread topping. And then I have another pear cobbler or peach cobbler that I want to try because the one I tried wasn't cakey enough. And then mm. I have apples, so I'll just make you know fresh do we, apple do pies. Do we have any of the uh, not cakey enough cobbler left? Because I haven't oh, had Oh, we any still yet. have cobbler. Okay. Yeah. I'm Seriously, I think the pan I made was like 17 by 14 inches. <laughs> I, I think I peeled a dozen peaches Wow. Okay. to make this massive cobbler. Well, I know I'm going to have for dessert tonight then. But, but can I say one more thing though? Sure. All right, so before we left the, we had to leave the beach, I made a big breakfast Tuesday morning because mm -hmm. of the different people. So this, yesterday morning was our all's our last, right. last day on vacation. So I made another big breakfast. But I have a cookbook, it's called Biscuits. I can't remember the author. I'll have to write it down somewhere, but y'all can Google it. It's just called Biscuits. <laughs> I got it on Amazon. In the back of all of these yummy biscuit recipes, she has a recipe for chocolate gravy. And apparently you can also just Google it. It's an Appalachian thing, Southern. Mm. I grew up in a cocoa processing manufacturing company family kind of thing. Like seriously, since the time I was like four. And I do not know why my parents dropped the ball on chocolate gravy. Because it's cocoa powder, sugar, butter and flour really you make a roux with flour and butter you add some sugar and some cocoa powder and some milk and you have what tastes like warm yummy chocolate cake batter love that you then slather on a biscuit what were my i don't understand i i feel like i should like really mom you didn't find out about chocolate gravy. Chocolate gravy was a regular item in Elvis Presley's Graceland, which does not surprise me in the slightest. No. Um, according to Wikipedia, uh, milk commonly uses the liquid in chocolate gravy, while some recipes use water. Some recipes devised in eastern Oklahoma use more sugar, and the fat comes from the use of butter after the gravy is complete, making it more like warm chocolate pudding served over biscuits. Well, mine was butter, flour, and then cocoa powder, and then sugar, and then I actually... The recipe called for half and half, but I didn't have half and half, so I used half whole milk and half heavy cream. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a picture of the gravy made with bacon. I saw that cocoa picture too. And milk served over buttermilk. Yeah, I was tasty. thinking like, ooh, I should have chopped up one of those pieces of bacon to save and put but on. But we top did of have my... you did have bacon on the side, so that was yep. all right. Yeah, so we had was... bacon, we had sausage gravy and biscuits, we had scrambled and the eggs. Chocolate. 
But that chocolate gravy gravy is totally, totally going in my wheelhouse. I got to add that to my little memory bank of recipe things. Just what I need as I'm trying to lose weight. Oh, me too. Hey, chocolate gravy. Are you kidding? I've got (laughs) vacation stomach. Like, I don't think I ate a vegetable until the other night when we had pizza and had uh, roasted tomatoes and basil on it. Like, literally, I haven't... The doctors will be happy that you've gained a couple of pounds, but they'll be sad that you have scurvy. <laughs> um, so, before we uh, conclude our uh, gastronomical adventures, um, so we took the Colorado kid back to uh, to the airport, but originally he was supposed to fly out of Norfolk since we were coming back from the beach. Uh, Norfolk is a lot farther for us to drive, so we were able to move his flight to Raleigh-Durham instead. And uh, I have been through Raleigh a couple of times, but Miss E's never been there. Yeah. And um, so we, and I wanted, obviously, I wanted her to go so she could buy, say goodbye to her son. You know, I'm not a cruel, callous man, but uh, I figured, you know, we could make sort of a, at least a semi visit out of it and go out to dinner after uh, we dropped our son off at the airport. And, uh, and I also wanted her to see what I think is one of the coolest small towns that I've run across in, in my travels, uh, Oxford, North Carolina. Oh, such beautiful, old, gorgeous homes. And so but many of them for a tiny the little town. Industry. Right? Like the, the, and the, the biggest industry appears to be the, an orphanage. orphanage. Right. And yet How is that money-making? You know, grand. Beautiful, old Victorians. And arts and, and crafts. Arts and, and crafts. Yeah. And uh, uh, what's that other? It's kind of like arts and crafts, but it's... Bow arts? No, pioneer. But yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. 1880s to like the 1920s. Yes. There are just blocks and blocks yeah, of, of these really beautiful homes. But we're trying to figure out what on earth these people do for a job because there's nothing <laughs> around there. There's a couple of tobacco farms, but no. Yeah, it's, it's the weirdest thing. Um, so anyway, so we went through Oxford, North Carolina, our way to Raleigh, and then uh, dropped our son off at the airport. And then we went into a downtown Raleigh, and we had uh, dinner... Uh, at a uh, barbecue restaurant uh, called The Pit. The Pit. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it was pretty tasty. It was pretty tasty. And then we went to a barcade that was next door afterwards. It was like a it's called dog car. friendly. Dog friendly. To, yeah, a dog friendly arcade with a bunch of drunk people and loud noises. I felt sorry for the dogs after thinking about it, but it was cool. They had pinball and... Donkey Kong and all kinds of old arcade games at a bar. So mm-hmm. I was like, "Woohoo! Look at that!" So I've been I've been looking um, at, at what would make Oxford, North Carolina, you know, home to so many beautiful homes there. Mm-hmm. Um, St. John's College, the orphanage, Masonic orphanage for children, uh, was originally St. John's College. In 1858, but uh, by uh, 1874, it was the Oxford Orphans Asylum, which is today known as the Masonic Home for Children at Oxford. Mm. Uh, there was the Oxford Female College, which closed in 1925. Uh, there was the Colored Orphan Asylum mm. uh, in 1883. But yeah. yeah, it really doesn't say like what the. What are those people doing now? <laughs> yeah, well, Revlon. They're all telecommuting. So Revlon has a uh, big manufacturing facility. I think I drove past that one of the last times we went to the Outer Banks on a beach vacation because I thought, okay, that's really weird to see here. And there are but... a couple of textile factories, but I, I don't know what would have been the huge industry back then to have 
you spawned know, all those big grand homes. homes. Yeah. Yeah, right. it's crazy. It's weird. Like you drive through and you're like, one of these things. No, all of these can't things. Sing. Can't sing. Don't, don't sing it. Just belong there here. You go. None of these things <laughs> are kind of the same. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, I'm used to seeing, you know, a couple, a few. A couple, but not blocks. Blocks and of blocks and block. blocks. And they're yeah. nicely kept. Like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, all of these people are telecommuters now. Right? <laughs> so there's no way that there's this industry down there. Well, Revlon's uh, not only they have a manufacturing plant, but apparently their IT department is also down there. So, maybe it's the uh, IT maybe guys. Maybe the IT guys, yeah, right? It might be. Uh, learn to code. Hey, I'm telling you. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the uh, the barcade was fun. I got to play Mario Brothers. I've been informed by my youngest son it's not Super Mario Brothers, just Mario Brothers. <sighs> Blah, and, whatever. Uh, I played Donkey Kong and stank at it for several quarters worth. And I played Burger Time, which if anybody remembers Burger Time, congratulations. You have a really, really good memory of early it 1980s It seems like something that games. was from uh, Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> it, it, yeah, right? Um, remember the video game, I can't remember what it was called, where you had to serve the beer and you had to keep throwing beer down well, the bar? Well, that's from Wreck-It Ralph. No. Well, it is. I mean, there's okay, there's yeah. that game is in yeah. Wreck-It Ralph right, as a reference. from but, Wreck-It Ralph. Right, right, I'm sure. Yes, it's in. But no, I don't remember So the game. same sort of graphics. I mean, we're talking like 1982 or 83, but the, the, there, there are like these giant man-sized burger ingredients that you as a chef have to run across to drop them down a level and eventually assemble them. So like the top bun is on the fourth level. I got you. And then you got these little like, you know, meanies that are coming after you and you can use pepper to make them sneeze and no they'll, they'll you blow don't like up. pepper in food. I get it. Uh, and then uh, if you, but you can run out of pepper, you only get a limited amount of supply. Oh, and no. then, uh, and then you can run over the burger ingredients and you can drop them on the, Little meanies, and they'll uh, and they'll disappear as well. Weird. So, I, right? I mean, I had completely forgotten this game existed until and, I saw it. Yeah, I've never actually. I don't, I'm probably of the age that I was too old to play it at the time it was out. But yeah, that's, probably. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, because I remember we the first arcade I ever went to was in Oklahoma City. It was in Crossroads Mall, and it was called the Gold Mine, uh, and it had a mine. Wasn't that still theme. open when we lived there. It got turned into a Bally's. Oh, okay. Um, but it had a mine theme, and you would go in but- through like a mine shaft. Uh, and back then, what it was cool like arcade. mostly pinball. I think they had a couple of you know very early pong games. I mean, I think I moved in 1981, and then by the time we moved back, it had been transformed from this like rundown really small cramp thing into a Bally's arcade and yeah. all of a sudden it was like you know bright shiny lights and uh, it, was, crazy oh, it was amazing electronic games yeah yeah so you know that was the so I was there for sort of the golden age but when we were gone I lived in New Jersey for a couple of years and the town that I lived in actually had a law in the books that forbade children under the age of 16 from playing arcade games which seems kind of sucky because it- oh it was really sucky like what? What is it? What is it? Arcade games are only for the people who can't drink, but they're old enough to vote. Like what I is that? I don't. I, mean, I guess impressionable Not quite. youth. Seventeen. You know, so 20? we can play the Atari at home. Uh. Um, and I think one of my friends had a really you know old computer, and and we had like one game that we could play on that. But, but um, my older siblings could play video games, and the only time for like two years that I got to play an arcade game was when my parents would take us to a diner. Mm-hmm. In in Hoboken, and they had a, Hoboken. 
I always called it Hoboken. Hoboken? Now I can't even remember how I just said it. Hoboken. Keep like going. Ho-hoken. You're fine. No, you're fine. Anyway, um, they had a Pac-Man game. Okay. And I could play Pac-Man. But the Pac-Man game was in German. <laughs> and those ghosts had really long names. <laughs> they would. It wasn't, burger, burger, burger. it wasn't inky, well, slinky, I mean, blinky, and dot. It was German words. German words are weird. Like right? Schadenfreude. Wiener schnitzel schadenfreude. Right. Schadenfreude. Yeah, exactly. One of my favorite words is just like, you know... <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, I, I, I was it was a blast from the past to see that uh, Burger Time game, and it reminded me of you know how deprived I was, and how I still am injured to this day because adults would not let me play video games. I just wanted to be a snowflake for a few seconds. That's all. It's all good. No. Actually, yeah. What I, what I wanted to do was ask people, what is your what was your favorite video game growing up? And you can email us at 40acrefool at gmail.com or you can tweet me at Cam Edwards. Or you can even tell Miss E on Instagram at Corny Goat Farm, but I would love to know. Well, you have to do it via picture, I suppose, because with Instagram, it's like posting a picture and sending a caption. But I think I liked, um, I'm so old. <laughs> I uh, Space Invaders. Oh. And Galaga. Yeah, you are pretty old. Yeah, I'm so old. But I mean, you know, video games. Right. Galaga is a classic. Galaga Other than ping Galaga pong, is a fantastic I mean, video ping game. Pong, not ping pong. Pong. Pinball. I have been playing oh. pinball forever and a bleeping day, and that's been around since the Who, so I'm not that old. Pinball's expensive these days. The uh, arcade was charging a buck to play pinball. I know. I know. That was, that was pretty I pricey. Dank so bad at it each and every time. You got to play the uh, Game of Thrones pinball I got game, to, though. Yep, and then I got to play ski ball around and then i played uh like i said i played donkey kong badly so yeah it was a it was a fun what hour, hour at the arcade after dinner yeah. we were already carb heavy <laughs> right we had not so we had the big breakfast and then we did the long drive and then mm-hmm. we had the ginorma dinner complete with appetizer and dessert so yes. yeah by the time we were ready we were like oh let's go right but we needed a little bit of time stick a pin to, in me yeah, yeah walk around a little bit let things digest and yeah. rally seemed like a really cute place as well yeah it's a really nice looking pretty town and it was just, but it was we've had the nicest thing about this really weird vacation vacation and a vacation kind of thing is that we didn't get stuck in traffic nope we had some really pretty rides mm-hmm. we got to see some stuff like on the way to the beach house I saw some really great fields of just about ready cotton. Mm-hmm. And then on the way to the airport, it was just about ripe tobacco. Mm-hmm. Um, it was beautiful rolling hills and mountains and beach and lots and lots and lots of pine trees. Lots of pine trees, yes. <laughs> yes. Between the beach and the here, there yeah. are a lot of different pine trees. But yeah, man, there are a lot of pine trees. And up in the mountains. I have mm-hmm. my tiny little pine cones from the mm-hmm. cabin. I have my beach pine cone from uh, Nag's Head. Right. I got my sand. Oh, I got my shells. Yeah. I have this big, so for people who don't know, I have this weird, It's it's. I think it's called a glass hurricane. Yeah. It's like this right. big, it's like a big old hurricane glass. hurricane glass. And I just, every single time I go to the beach, I bring home a couple of shells and a little bit of sand and it just goes in that jar. Yep. That's the first thing you do is, when you go down there. Yep. So this jar is East Coast. I think there's some Bahamian soy sand oh, wow, from the time I went to the while. Bahamas. Yeah, I've been doing this for a really... Ever since I was a teenager. Okay. So, I didn't realize it's been going on that long. Oh, no, it's been going on my whole life. Neat. This thing has sand all over the place. That's so cool. So it's kind of cool. 
Um, but yeah, so it's my big old sand and shell jar, but it also has a couple of pine cones in it now. So. <laughs> what ocean is that from, Mom? <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, it was. It was really nice, and it was it was cool to get out and explore. We were talking about, you know, welcome to the near frontier. And it was cool to kind of explore the near frontier, which is what we ended up doing this week. Yeah, because we were, we were trying to do things close to home and little day trips and get things accomplished, but... You know, for a big... Okay, so if we we if we had been at... Oh, so a couple of things. If we had been just at the beach, I wouldn't have made all these yummy apple and peach things. Right. And we had a crazy random surprise visitor on Saturday. Who we would have missed. Who we would have totally missed. Yeah. Um, so one of our, yeah, one of our son's friends from back up in Northern Virginia that we just knew randomly popped by. We met at the bus stop for kindergarten. Yeah. This is how long we've known because that right. kid is 19. Yeah, I He's know. a plumber now. It's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, he just happened to be in the neighborhood, saw the sign, and was like, wait, Irk, call. Are you home? So, yeah. yeah. We were. Right. So, it was, yeah, it was, it was nice. Things work out, you know? Yeah, like, it, it did. wasn't the... And we had insurance, we had- by the way. If anybody felt bad for us, we did have we buy we have bought travelers insurance ever since 2011 when we got evacuated because of Hurricane Ida. Right, and we bought it by the way before January. we got evacuated. Oh yeah, we had this. And we had we, that conversation. He yeah. says we buy it, and for whatever reason, I said, "Yeah, let's go ahead and do it." And then ever since then, yep, we ended up using it. So yep. it's like, okay, yeah, let's get it. So you're right. It was not the vacation that we had planned, nope. but it may have been the vacation that we needed. Yeah, I think so. It was productive, but it was nice, and we saw some stuff, and we still had some beach time, and the family got together, but nobody got in a fight. Right, that was nice. I know, that was a really nice thing. Five children, no fights. Woohoo! <laughs> and so, uh, so now we're back to the uh, real world at uh, Bearing Arms. I'll be covering the uh, gun control issue in Congress this week. And, uh, and I'll be crocheting goats. Yes. Yeah, the goats are uh, very, I have very another popular one. on your Etsy store. Well, I just listed the one right... I made one right before we went on vacation, but I didn't want people to have to wait, so I just went ahead and listed it when I got home. Oh, so it may still be available there if is you listen a to goat. this podcast. Yep. Corny Goat Farm. Corny Goat Craft. Corny Goat Craft. All one word. Corny Goat Crafts. Okay. All one word. On Etsy. Yeah, on Etsy. Okay. And then you got some like washcloths and stuff that you'll be putting up there too, right? Eventually, but right now I'm filling a commission. Okay. I got to get the commission and then I'll be starting washcloths. And I'll be starting washcloths with our goat's milk. Hey. How hey. cool is that? That's why I started this to begin with. Like I started yeah. with prototypes and this woman was like, I will buy some. And I'm like, well, if you buy some, then buy this many and yay. <laughs> so, yep. It's cool to see your entrepreneurial spirit coming out. I'm getting it. I like making stuff too. It's helpful. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, at least charge enough that you can restock your supply, right? That's pretty much like I charge a little bit for material. Well, I charge the material and then I charge for... You so undercharge for what you make. You do. We have this argument every Every time she puts something up on Etsy and it sells in like two minutes. And I say, hey, you know what that means? You're not charging enough money. And she's like, oh, that's silly. I know. I, I want people to buy my stuff. More. Yeah. Well, they do. I think what you should do is you should, you know, charge ten dollars more, and if it sits there for like two days, then you can bring it back down in price. But uh, that's just me. This is from the guy who told me to overprice the first round of purses that I made for the Crafty Bastards Festival, and I didn't sell squat. But the next year, I actually pulled my prices down and sold everything. I'm yeah, same guy. You're yeah. right. So that's okay. He's still Whatever. allowed to have an opinion. I am. It's all good. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm going to make my stuff and sell it. So, woohoo! In like two minutes because you're not charging enough. Anyway. Well, we'll charge more for t shirts because we have the last piece of art is coming of our 
Houdini hen or, mm -hmm. or Hendini Ida uh, Freebird chicken, and we're gonna start working on some T-shirts. But we also had the idea that a lot of these really, a lot of these graphics would really um, render themselves out well as vehicle decals or just kind of decals. Yeah. So I think we're gonna do that too. So. Um, we'll we'll put something out there on Facebook and on Instagram about when that availability is. But we're going to be starting working on that this fall. That's going to be a project now that we don't have to worry about uh, gardens and stuff. We don't have any baby goats. We're not milking goats. Mm -hmm. um, the only thing I have to do now is I'm still waiting for the last. We, we still have tomatoes. We still have a yeah. lot of tomatoes. We have a lot of paste tomatoes. And I'm just what I've been doing is I've just been letting them get ripe, washing them doing the individual quick freeze method, which is lay them out on a cookie sheet, freezing them individually, and then just throw them in the freezer so that one day I can just make a big old can session of a bunch of getting my tomatoes and tomatoes. Because I actually think I've used up almost all of my sauce. Wow. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. So, Good for us. But I'm ready to go the next round again. So, woohoo. Yeah, we do need to make our uh, our hot sauce that, that keeps getting pushed off. I know, but, but uh, the thing is, is the fermented peppers don't go bad. Right. They so, just keep fermenting. Next weekend, if you're home, maybe? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Uh, all right. We've got some emails to get okay. to. Um, seems like there's one other thing that I was going to mention, but I'm not remembering what it was now. All right. I, I know what it was. We were having such a good time talking about the good times. That uh, we forgot to mention, like what's going on with you health wise, and I know that people will want to know. Oh yeah, we don't know. Right. So this we week no, we have no clue. This um, week is the doctor's appointment. So the thing is, is that because of my ridiculously elevated lipase levels, they stopped with the infused immunotherapy drug about nine weeks ago, mm -hmm. and then they stopped with the chemotherapy drug about three weeks ago mm -hmm. and they've been treating me with steroids prednisone which sucks by the way my stomach is killing me i feel bloated and disgusting i had blah whatever anyway um and they were hoping that treating me with steroids would do something with lipase levels because the lipase elevated lipase levels means that there's probably something weird going on with my pancreas but in ct scans and anything else uh my pancreas looks fine it's not swollen i don't have pancreatitis i don't have a fever i don't have pain like i'm not exhibiting any problems with my pancreas which does not necessarily mean that there's not a problem it could be a little tumor in there but something's going on so they were treating me with steroids to see if that would mean that i could go back on the clinical trial which i will not know until thursday yeah so yeah. we will we will we'll update you, you when we can yep so right now we don't know and we're not doing it we, yep we don't we we got nothing. We enjoyed a great vacation. Exactly. We took the time off. We well, the fact that I couldn't remember that's what it was yeah. it means that we actually succeeded in not thinking about it for a while. I didn't think about it for like the whole time I was there. Yeah. I had one, I had actually had one, I had one day. Like I was like, I think it was the Tuesday morning. I was kind of, seriously, I was kind of a little pissed off that yeah. my beach vacation was getting cut you short. Were, you handled it like a champ. But I, did, I know but, that it but had to have bothered man, you. The, the, that's my... That's my jam. You know, the peach. Ah, but anyway. Now you've so, got your jam. The peach. Peach. But at the beach, uh, yeah. So I was like the, the morning when I was by myself and I was just like, I had a moment where I was just like, I got a little teary eyed and I told Dorian to go bleep itself. And <laughs> like, well, you know, you're not going to ruin my vacation. I had some good times. I had my three trips out here. Um, it's all yep. good. And you'll be back. We'll be back before you know it. Oh, yeah. Hopefully. All right, so let's get uh, some emails here. Felicity, our uh, nearby neighbor, 
uh, writing in and says, There are no words foul enough for how much I hate cancer. We are sending our love, and John will be holding you in his heart at rosary tonight. Aww. Uh, he'll be at the seminary with a whole army of prayer warriors. Felicity says, You know, if you ever need anything, uh, we're just down the road. In the meantime, we'll keep praying and making stuff. Felicity says, I've picked up my knitting needles after a long hiatus. I think of it as kinetic prayer. It is. Yay for you. That's awesome, Felicity. Yep. She says, I can't do it without thinking of Missy. In fact, I'm going to knit my way through your latest podcast right now. Nice. So thank you for that. Yay. I love it when people are making. Right. People are making. Mark in Louisiana. This is our uh, police officer friend, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Says, greetings from the bayou. I hope this email finds you both well and better than last week. Uh, your strength and grace through all of this has been nothing short of heroic, and uh, that's that's just we don't we don't need that. Uh, anyway, he says it's odd. I've never met either of you in real life, but I truly feel a genuine connection to you both through our exchanges online and through the podcast. Well, I think that's because we have had genuine exchanges online and through the podcast. So I feel the same way, Mark. I've never met you, but I you know I I know a little bit about what you're doing, uh, both professionally and in the home life, and that you know you've got the chickens and you're doing the urban farm thing and i just think yeah it's it is only weird if you make it weird i think uh that's my attitude anyway oh oh, speaking of not being weird or whatever yes so um do you remember my really cool mug you've had many cool mugs well i have my really really cool mug anyway um Molly Pitcher Company. Oh, yeah, that one. That one? Yeah. They have a new baby. Oh, that's who that was. So he was asking me where my craft thing was about um, getting a pair of baby booties. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, tell me what colors. And they didn't know. So I made a little pair of black and white booties. And I got a little video in my Instagram feed of Jolene in her little black and white and black and white booties. I was like, oh, how cute. And they already fit her, so she's going to need a new pair. Right? So, yeah. It's a good thing you can make them fast. I know, right? Well, uh, that's cool. That's a good update. Uh, Mark in Louisiana says, as summer draws to a close, sort of anyway, as it's still over 90 degrees here. Yeah, we're going to get 95 this week, I think. Ew, really? Yep. Sorry. Mark says, I for sure learned a lot this year. And lived a little too. He says, our tomatoes were a no-go. Didn't get any. Oh. A blight coupled with hornworms killed all my plants. Peppers yeah. were hot and sweet did well. Yeah, we, again, you know, we've done nothing with our peppers. Like, really, We totally nothing. ignored them. We, we, I think I weeded them weeds. twice. Yeah, and we just picked Probably almost Probably a quart jar. Yeah, tonight. For another fermented peppers. But the tomatoes we've been actually actively working on yep. we've done well with they're them doing but, well, yeah, but we well had too. we didn't have blight we had a problem with um blossom, blossom and rot because yep. of calcium but yeah blight's horrible because if you start messing with that mm-hmm. you don't think about it you don't know about it you spread it yeah oh yeah you move it right. around from plant to plant so yeah i'm sorry about that smart like, says sucks. he does have to take preventative measures for the squirrels on his bell peppers uh, he says at least the girls enjoyed what was left <laughs> we were picking uh it was the thai chili tonight and i noticed okay, every leaf has been eaten off of this plant and i still don't know it kind of looked like maybe rabbit scat underneath the plant but it was the only the one plant there was like only one plant it didn't like the other leaves no nope. it but left there was the peppers a, there was an enormous uh was it horn worm yeah horn, it's made a horn worm made a horn worm huge so, so maybe I that, was, that was, was, was eating the plants okay. or eating the leaves um we anyway, popped him i did like a big zit um uh, mark says uh speaking of my ladies 
Both my Javas are almost fully grown now. Still no eggs, but we expect them any day. Yay! Both Monica and Hillary are foraging very well. So <laughs> Large Marge, the Brahma, is also foraging very well and is every bit of 10 pounds. Wow. Right? That's Alice, the Polish chicken. top hat, is the runt and stays close to Marge. Yeah, they're little. Unfortunately for Sharon, Mark says she went MIA a month back. Huh. He says, I didn't find a crime scene when I got home, so I'm operating under the premise that a kite swooped in and carried oh. her off. Uh, herbs... Best haul we ever had, says Mark. Everything's produced well. He says, we um, lost our mastiff a couple months early to cancer. He says, bleep, cancer. Mm. But have a new addition in a deaf two-year-old Boston Terrier-ish named, or I'm sorry, Terrierist, named Piper for Rowdy Roddy Piper. Okay. She's a cuddle bug. Mark says, our son Jack and she are in love. It's fun to watch. He says, we continue to look for a bigger house slash farm in the North Shore of Lake Pontchartrain. And we'll continue to do so with the goal of moving sometime in the next year before next fall. Uh, property opinion is how much we expand operations, but we'll be breeding Java, so Miss E will have to get you a couple of chicks in 2021, a barn for her horse, and one more to keep her company. Uh, <laughs> there's also talk of goats for milk and cheese, possibly a pig or two uh, each year for meat. Says, I, I like guess. our Nigerian dwarfs for goats mm-hmm. for milking because they're small, they're manageable, you don't need a machine, a higher fat count, higher fat content, and a less goaty taste. Okay. Some of the bigger goats, the goat's milk is like goaty. Oh, yeah. This is milk. Not ours. This is milk. Uh, Mark says, I guess in conclusion, much like in nature and life, our little homestead had some wins and losses this year, and that's okay, because we're going to keep on going. Yeah. That's kind of how it has to be, right? Right. You win some, you lose some, you just keep rolling those legs. What's what's that saying in Louisiana that I can never remember? Illusion, blah, blah, blah. What is that? I'm not sure. Let the good times roll. Oh yeah, in French. I always end up. Let the good times roll in French. It doesn't sound as cool. I know. I always end up doing the. I do it. It's like Les Bon Temps Roulé is the end of it. Maybe that's it. Just Les Bon Temps Roulé. Well, I'm sure I always end up saying Voulez-vous coucher avec moi. That's not it. That's will you sleep with me tonight? That's totally. That's Lady Marmalade. Now you can't sing the song, Lady. You can't sing the song. Okay. Ha. Dano in Arizona. Say soir. Hope Dorian didn't cut your vacation plans too short. Well, we went over that. We thank went over that, that, but yeah. thank you for Dano. hoping for us. Um, Bob says, so sorry to see your trip was shortened by Dorian. Don't don't be sorry. It was a good week. Um, well, it's nice that they're offering. It is. It's empathy. Like, it would yes. suck. And, he, and they didn't know. They, they didn't know. Because they, they didn't hear everything. But now, like, we now. had probably one of the best vacations we've ever had, even though it was shortened because of the hurricane. All right. So we've got, you're right. It was. It was a good one. All right, uh, we've got one more email from Bob, who uh, also expressed his condolences about the uh, trip being cut short. And says, the first thing we did the summer we moved to this farm was to plant apple and pear trees, blueberries, and raspberries. While we didn't actively garden while building our new house this year, we were able to take advantage of what we had done previously. The new house is located adjacent to the orchard, and it is a treat to walk out the door and pull an apple off the tree and have a snack. Who knew I was so smart, says Bob. Nice. Uh, Bob says, I have to say, I truly enjoyed my bottle of hot sauce. Good. Says, I believe it is the best sauce I've ever had. Unfortunately, my bottle had a hole in it because as soon as I popped it open, it was finished. But I <laughs> don't believe that, but good. Bob, Bob says, seriously, I put on everything. Thank you for not only making it, but for also taking the time to send out the hot sauce. It was a great treat. Thank you. Uh, Bob says, on to tattoos. Shortly after my wife and I were married, she designed a tattoo that we both now proudly wear. It is a tribute to our aviation and nautical backgrounds. 
I then added an outline of the island that I grew up on beneath it. The island tattoo includes all the ponds, and if you look closely, there is water around the island. It's very unique, says Bob. I would do it again in a heartbeat. Nice. I will keep you both in my prayers. We'll continue to wait for good news. Thank you so much, Bob. I appreciate that very Thank much. Thank you, Bob. And uh, again, the email address is 40acrefool at gmail.com. If you want to uh, chime in on your favorite video game, arcade game, as you were uh, growing up, would love to hear it. I'd also love to hear what's going on uh, in your little patch of the near frontier. Yeah, but are you old enough for Pong? I'm old enough for Pong. I'm. I, we had the first Pong game. I'm like. I'm saying like we actually yeah. owned a Pong game. Oh, we did too. We had I remember the first microwave in our neighborhood. I don't know if we had the first microwave, but I remember my dad bringing home Pong. It was a gas station premium. It was like you know, fill up four tanks of gas or whatever, and you get a Pong game. Oh, I think we got better than that, but yeah. That's funny. No, no, I know. I don't think it was ours. Was a gas station premium thing. I think it was ours. Was actually a purchase game. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's the same game as Pong. Probably, yeah. But anyway, all right. Well, have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for being a part of the program. As always, live a little, learn a lot. Uh, What's the rest of that? Live a little, learn a lot. Be safe. Oh yeah, be safe. Have fun, (laughs) boy. I got to get back in this. uh, Be safe. Have fun. Live a little. Learn a lot. And and make stuff. stuff. I remember that part now. You got it all backwards, man. You're not. I don't know if you're going to be in charge anymore. We're on vacation. I know. Well, we're not on vacation anymore. I know. Back to the job. Yep. There you go. All right. Well, until we talk again, be safe. Have fun. Live a little. Learn a lot. And make stuff. And we'll talk to you soon with more 40 Acres and a Fool here on Blaze Podcast Network. and a fool with cam edwards on the blaze radio network